guys, Ishelle here, and I am with my friend Aaron, and we are back to dig a little deeper into Mr. Brian Kenny. Uh, this is our Brian Kenny 3.0 episode. Uh, and while these episodes may suggest otherwise, I honestly believe this is an ensemble show. And so every character is important, but Brian is kind of the link for all of them. And there's just something very interesting about, I mean, they're all well-written, but there's just something very interesting about his complexities and his layers that warrants a deeper dive, I think. And so while I have every intention of doing some deeper dives into other specific characters or certain arcs for them, we just started with Brian. (laughs) And of course, by now, you guys know that Erin shares my love for Mr. Brian Kinney. So I am happy to have her back with me. Hello, Erin. Hi, Ishtel. Thank you for having me back. I love doing these. I've been joking on my podcast doing like, I'm going to be on there soon doing a deep dive into Brian King. Maybe not the deep dive I want to do, but (laughs) yeah, but if we have to settle for any kind of deep dive, sure. We'll take this one. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So a lot has changed for our Mr. Kenny since we last talked um, at the end of season two. And, you know, I feel like I say this will maybe every season, but season three, maybe it's because it's the first of the shorter seasons, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. so much going on in this one. Um, and so we're going to try to talk about as much of it as I can remember <laughs> from my little notes here and off the top of my head. But, but yeah, it's quite yeah. the journey for, for all of them, but for Brian also, definitely with where mm-hmm. we see him at the end of season two to where we get to at the end of season three and thinking about just not a whole lot of time has passed. Uh, I think when I first watched this show, I kind of associated one year with each season, but that's not necessarily the case. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, All right. So let me shut up so we can start. So Erin, (laughs) tell us, where do we find Brian or how do we find Brian in episode one of season three? Well, Brian is dealing with the loss of Justin, uh, a loss of Justin that was very different than the loss of Justin at the beginning of season two, because this was more Justin choosing somebody else over Brian, which is the first time in their relationship he has done that. Um, So he's lost Justin. He's still living the same way, but he's also, you know, he has a lookalike hustler that he brings in. Um, He's trying to pretend as he always does that he's okay. So he's just kind of alone, but kind of not. And some of his friends are on his side and some of his friends are on Justin's side, but just kind of find him trying to be his usual Brian Kinney self of acting like everything is okay when it's really not deep down inside, but having to deal with the fact that someone who basically seemed to not worship him isn't the right word, but loved him unconditionally, may not have loved him unconditionally. So I think that's that's part of what he's going through is that that loss. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree with. And this is something totally new for him. I mean, and like you said, because it is a different kind of loss than the mm-hmm. one at the beginning of season two. It's a total, totally different kind of loss. And so he is trying doing the same things that he would always do to cope through anything. But it does have these added layers with the lookalike guy or even getting so high that he's hallucinating that he's with Justin when he's not, or, you know, imagining that he is. And so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, he is doing what he's known to do, but it's kind of like even ramped up a little bit. So yeah, not, 
yeah. the beginning, not not coping that great, but uh, no. yeah, but he's trying it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we to the audience, the first time that he sees Justin after this breakup is there at Melanie and Lindsay's house when they kind of catch each other off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we are to get the impression that they have tried to avoid each other or just that life has not put them around each other. And I, I think it's intentional because their circles are so close. Um, so they would be intentionally yeah. avoiding each other. Okay, so at the party at Melanie and Lindsay's party, uh, Justin is there and he brings Ethan and you know, you can have your own opinions about whether or not you think he should have brought Ethan to that party. Uh, but one person in particular is not happy that he decided to bring him. And that is Michael. So we're, we can talk a little bit about Michael's reaction to this. But uh, then, of course, we'll talk about Brian's response to Michael's reaction. So I see your face. Go ahead and explain that face. to me. <laughs> I hate Michael so much in the beginning of this season. I just, he's such a little brat. I mean, honestly, you know, here's the thing. Yes, Justin cheated technically on Brian. But the thing is, I don't blame Justin. Justin has, he's young. He's romantic. He's wanted something that he kept begging to get from Brian. And Brian just couldn't provide that. And so he got it from someone else. And I don't think even Brian blames Justin. And a lot of people don't blame Justin. But Michael is so, he's always Mikey. He's always Mikey. He's always this little kid who, you know, wants to, who believes anything Brian says and will just excuse anything Brian does. And I adore Brian, love Brian. Well, I excuse much more than I should from Brian. <laughs> I can't help it. I do. I love him. But at the same time, he does shitty things and Michael just excuses it and just is like, oh, poor Brian getting hurt by Justin. And the fact that I understand Brian is your best friend. So you wanted to tell him, but you didn't do it. I don't think out of the goodness of your heart, you did it to just, oh, to try and remove Justin from his life. And the fact that he gets so pissed when this isn't even his party, this right. isn't even about you, Michael. <laughs> Everything is about Michael. Did you not know this? <laughs> this is about Mel and Lindsay, and they wanted him there. This mm-hmm. has nothing to do with you. The fact that he tells Justin, you're not allowed in the, in our circle anymore. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, I love that Deb called him on that, but that was such BS because that's not his place. Right. And yes, in situations like that, you might choose your sides, but let the other people choose their sides. Mm-hmm. You obviously, everyone knows what side you're going to choose. <laughs> But he's just a little brat, honestly. He acts like a little child. That's why I say it takes so much to, you have to be such a strong person like Ben to be with Michael because his world, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars are all Brian, even though he loves Ben. So it's like, so the way he acts is just, oh, it's so childish. Anyway, <laughs> I obviously don't like him. <laughs> beginning of the season sorry yeah they don't paint him in the best light right here in the beginning of the season but then he just keeps going it's like in brian it's like what you're saying brian doesn't blame justin because no you know for all of his reasons he doesn't blame him but at least not here he doesn't but michael just cannot let it go and he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and finally brian has enough and so Mm -hmm. uh, he reacts in a very physical way (laughs) Yes. Were you shocked by that the first time you saw it? 
I was actually shocked by it because um, I wasn't shocked by it. Like I didn't think it was deserved. I thought it was deserved. Like I just tweeted out and I just rewatched it. Uh, (laughs) Totally. He totally deserved that. That was, you know, Brian was not in the wrong at all. I don't care. Even if you don't like Brian, you have, I mean, he was not in the wrong because Michael basically said Justin should have died and you don't, that's not okay. That's just not okay. And not just that he should have died, but you should have let him die. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you should have just left him there. Mm -hmm. And he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And Brian was just like, leave it alone. Shut up. It's none of your business anyway, Michael. And so he deserved it. I think Brian instantly regretted it. So I Mm -hmm. think it was a shock because I don't really think of Brian as like a violent person, even though he gets angry, even though he can be really mean and cruel. I don't think of him as violent. So it was a shocker. I remember when I first first saw it when the show was first on mm-hmm. it was a shocker then mm-hmm. um but i i i loved it because as an audience member that's what <laughs> i wanted to do so. yeah well because he wouldn't he, he wouldn't stop i mean no <laughs> he no. just kept going he wouldn't stop and that was the only thing that was going to stop him so yeah 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 and i and i hate it really bothers me that not a single person mm-hmm could understand Mm -hmm. why. And I don't know if it's that no one really knew what Michael said, because as far as I remember, even though I just watched this, but I don't remember anyone saying uh, what Michael said, like Brian didn't tell anyone. Right. And I don't think, and Michael didn't tell anyone. So maybe, and I don't know if anybody heard what he said because everybody was talking to each other Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of between them. So you know, so I guess I can see that people might think, oh, he just hit him for no reason. But if they did hear that and they still thought there was no reason, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay to hit people. Okay. I right. want to make that right. clear. Yeah. Not we're not promoting violence. violence. Okay. Just, yeah. But at the same time, the fact that nobody wanted to see right. what actually happened or was on um, Brian's side, except for Michael, actually, in the end. was kind Yeah. Of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. But even that, I can't give him too many points for it because I'm like, you didn't tell anybody what you said. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And you didn't tell anybody to. That's the one time you're not going to tell. You're not going to stick up for Brian. That's what's so funny because he sticks up for Brian with every other Mm -hmm. situation, and then he's like, no, no, yeah, yeah. But I know exactly what you mean with it because I, I don't read like a whole lot of comment things, but I did read some, and they were like very upset that none in the family kind of came to Brian's defense or not even defending yeah. him, but just, Hey, what is going on? This is not like Brian to, I mean, he defends Michael a lot and excuses a lot of Michael's junk, mm-hmm. um, even excuses this in, in a way. And you would think that somebody would be like, mm, there must be some, you know, pretty significant reason for him to do. I mean, he was drunk at the part when he came in, but They've seen him drunk Still. a million times. And he's never done that. So, yeah. yeah, I get the impression that his Justin just kind of looks over there and I get the impression that he knows there's got to be a valid reason. But of course, he's not in any kind of position to go in. <laughs> Yeah. No. And I think Justin is still kind of in this place where he is like, oh, I'm so over the Brian Kinney show. I really think that's Mm -hmm. where Justin is. Justin is just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he says some lines throughout the first half of this season Mm -hmm. where it's very, the implication there is that he's feels like he's grown past Brian. Yeah. And he doesn't need that anymore. So I think 
even if he did sort of know what was going on, I don't think he gave a crap to be honest. No, because I think he is very much trying to move on and move forward. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes he's like forcing it even, you know, like really, really Mm -hmm. forcing himself to to move on and to move forward because he is in a way over it. I don't think on a deep level, but uh, he, he wants to be over it. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of brought this up. He, he's always Mikey, definitely at the beginning of season three. And so we see them revert back to that, the Brian and Mikey show and poor Ben has to sit on the sidelines for the most part and watch it. Um, and so we see them go back into that and it's just like, oh no, not this again. <laughs> but it totally makes sense. I think because we talked about Brian coping in the ways that he's always coped before. And dragging Michael along for his stuff is one of the ways that he did that. So mm-hmm. having to watch this reboot of the Brian and Mikey show, how was, how was that for you? Oh, it was so annoying. I'm so, so many things, you know, I realized rewatching this for this, this is, I, I love this season, but it's also my least favorite season. It's very frustrating to me. I don't know. It seems like a lot of backsliding for, for a lot of the characters, um, and there's other stuff that I know we're not going to talk about that also bugs me in the season, but I, I mean, I understood it because Brian doesn't have Justin anymore and he's lonely and he wants to go back and he, Brian is always refusing to grow up. You know, he wants to, he has the Peter Pan syndrome really. And, you know, so I understood it. I understood why. He was like trying to get Mikey to go out with him all the time and was like, okay, let's go back in time. Even though Michael is in the process of, you know, moving in eventually with Ben and having this relationship with Ben, this actual serious, serious relationship. And so it was kind of aggravating because this is why, once again, I know I've mentioned this every time I'm on, I still do not understand why anybody would want these two to ever be a romantic couple because their codependency is so flippant annoying sometimes. And it's so annoying in the beginning of this season. I think it definitely dies down as the season goes on, but in the beginning, it's just like, Oh my gosh, him showing up all the time. And, you know, if, if I was Ben, I would be like, you know what? we're not doing this. I mean, Ben was really nice in the beginning and was like, you should go out with him. He's lonely. He's your friend. Great. But then the fact that he's just kind of taking Mikey and being like, whatever I want, I'm going to get from you. And, you know, and, and you're my friend. And Brian has this way of, he plays on the fact that he knows Michael is always back in that room when they were teenagers and Mm -hmm. in the room, his room with him. So he's always playing on that. And he knows that. And so the fact that he's lonely and he doesn't have Justin around anymore, who will go to clubs, who will go out partying with him, who will right. go pick up guys with him. He doesn't have that anymore. So he's like, well, I've got, I have someone to do that with. And Michael will do it in an instant. because He'll do anything I ask him to. So it's, it's just, it's, a, it's annoying. And it's one of those, it's one of the things I don't like about Brian and mm-hmm. I love Brian, but I do not like that about Brian. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really aggravating. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you and I both probably head up the Brian defense squad, (laughs) but then Mm -hmm. but you have to admit that there are just some things that are so fresh. I remember when Ken and I were watching the episode, one of the early ones, of course, and it's the one where Brian goes to that like orgy party or whatever and he brings Michael with him. I was just like fuming (laughs) mad at that scene because I'm like, 
Michael, what the heck are you doing? But also, Brian, what are you doing? (laughs) I know he has no respect for the fact that Michael is in a serious relationship. He never respects that because he wants whatever he wants. And like you said, we are the head of his defense, but (laughs) this is not, it's not okay. Yeah. No, it's not. And then yes, Michael's a grown man. He can make his own decisions, but Mm -hmm. But you also know what Brian, what Michael's weaknesses are. Like Brian knows his weaknesses. And like any of us, yeah. we have weaknesses and we have ways where we can be tempted and swayed. And like you said, Brian does play on those intentionally, not accidentally. Like he intentionally plays yeah. on those. And yeah, that does get very frustrating. So I didn't particularly <laughs> love the reboot of the, <laughs> the Brian and Mikey show. Uh, even I get why they're friends. I have, uh, some opinions on that, but, um, I, there are times when they are just very unhealthy for each other. Yeah. And the codependency is very, very toxic at times. Mm, Yeah. 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 Can't wait till we get to (laughs) (laughs) 5.0. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was jumping ahead in my head. Yeah. No, you're fine. (laughs) I'm so nervous about season five. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) That's funny. So speaking of Brian and another um, person that he uh, kind of has some tension with. um, So Justin is with Ethan at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season, which by the time you get to the end of it, you forget Ethan is even a person on the the series. Uh, Just like Justin did. I mean, just completely. (laughs) He's like, like two seconds. Yeah. That that, that was the quickest, quickest grieving process of a relationship I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, he didn't have a clue who they were talking, who Daphne was talking about. Like, Ethan, what? Who who is Ethan? Yeah. (laughs) I never dated anyone. Was that one of your boyfriends? Yeah. Um, but for a time, he is there and very much in the way, in Brian's way. And uh, Brian's got some strong opinions about Ethan, of course. Of course, t- tied to Justin. So we can talk a little bit about that. Um, and then also when Ethan gets the the offer for, for this deal mm-hmm. that's going to require him to be in the closet. And Brian's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing noble about being poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That so let's mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. So let's talk through. Let's talk through some Brian and Ethan stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate Ethan. <laughs> First and foremost, I hate Ethan. And it's not just because he came between Brian and Justin. I mean, that's part of it, but a big part of it. I think he's kind of creepy to be honest. There's something about him that always creeped me out. Um, he's also very snobby. He's such a snob. He's one of, and I've known people like him. He's one of those yeah. artistic snobs mm-hmm. who, you know, like that whole scene where Justin goes and meets some of his friends and they're, they're so snobby about art and music and all yeah. this stuff. And mm-hmm. you can tell, even though Justin is very much an artist, I think him, he's like, what the, you know, like they, they'll look down <laughs> yeah. at the comic book. They look down, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're just really snobby art people. And mm-hmm. that's sort of who Ethan is. And I think for Brian, I'm very mixed on it because I think in a way it's kind of crappy for Brian to stick his nose into their business and to kind of push Ethan to do this, to take that contract, to take that deal with that line of there's nothing noble about being poor or whatever. So I think Brian knows what buttons to push with Ethan. I think Brian sort of knows who Ethan is and called Ethan's number from the beginning and knew Ethan 
was really just obsessed with his music, obsessed with his art, and would do anything to be successful. And I think also Brian has this opinion on romantic stuff and like that romantic dream Prince Charming kind of thing, where in his mind, that's not something that really exists. And that's all phony. And people that do that are actually lying and hypocrites. And so I think for Brian, he knew for sure, eventually Ethan would do this anyway. Uh, Ethan and, you know, when Ethan eventually cheats on Justin, I think that would have never surprised Brian because this is someone who likes to pretend and talks up a big game that they're romantic and sweet, but they're not. I mean, this is a person that will hurt you and then buy you flowers the next day kind of thing is I think that's the way Brian views him. So I think Brian... I don't know necessarily if Brian was doing it to try and get Justin back. I think Brian was kind of needling Ethan to maybe have Justin eventually see who Ethan truly was. So I don't, I mean, I don't think Brian gives a shit about Ethan. He doesn't care what happens to Ethan. He doesn't care if he becomes successful at all. He just was kind of needling him like, okay, well, I want Justin to see who you really are because Brian cares about Justin and Brian you know, I don't care what anybody says. Brian loves a lot of people and loves his friends and he has a different way of showing it. Right. But I think this is his way of kind of trying to show Justin. He still cares and trying to show Justin who Ethan Mm -hmm. really is, Mm -hmm. even though he plays behind that whole nothing noble about being poor line. I don't know. That line just really bothers me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think so. Like, I think it, I think the way that I kind of said it was, it was like, if this does break them up, then that's an added benefit. But I do think it was, Mm -hmm. he had Ethan's number. And so he knew uh, what Ethan was all about. He knew that he was a, that he was, because I think in some ways there are some similarities between uh, Brian and Ethan, you know, they're both very driven people. That's true. Um, They take it, they go about it in different ways and they take it to different extremes, but, um, but he is very driven and he is, um, even that cockiness and that, that kind of uh, assuredness mm-hmm. that, that Ethan has uh, is similar, not quite the same, but similar to, to Brian's. And yeah, but I, I do think that it was like, if this happens to break y'all up, <laughs> then that's just an added benefit. But yeah, I don't necessarily know that I think that Brian sees Ethan as competition um, because I think if Brian no. were to really compete with him, then it would be no question who Justin would, would yeah. go. And Brian knows that. Do you think that he sees Ethan as his competition or that he's threatened by him? I Well, I think, I mean, I don't think he sees him as competition. I think he's, I think what he's threatened by though, I do think there is something he's threatened by. Mm-hmm. He's threatened by the fact that Ethan can voice, can vocalize what he's feeling for Justin and Brian can't or won't. Um, and I think that's the only threat they f- that he feels from Ethan. I don't think it's that he thinks Ethan is better than him or anything like that. I just think he is threatened by the fact that Ethan can buy flowers for Justin. Ethan can go do these romantic gestures for Justin. Ethan would say, I love you. Ethan would say, I'll do anything for you. Ethan, you know, says Justin's his muse Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And that's something Brian can't vocalize and Mm -hmm. won't vocalize because of his own self-loathing and Mm -hmm. fear crap. So I think that's where that comes in. I don't think it's ever like he's like, oh, you're competition for me and you're a better man. I think it's more that he's envious and jealous of the fact that he can't do that for Justin. 
And that's why Justin chose Ethan at the time that he did. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. He is threatened by what Ethan can offer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of, yeah, like you said, there are things that he won't and that he can't offer. So Yeah. yeah, he is threatened by that, especially because Justin made it very clear that that is what he that is what he wanted and (laughs) at this point he has already acted on the decision like hey this is what I want over here so do you think that he suspects sometime during all this that Justin may still want to be with him or miss him or do you think that he has kind of before we get to 307 308 do you think that there's something in him that knows that or at least hopes for that that's, that's, you know, when I saw that on the outline, that's a really hard, hard thing to, to say for sure. I have to say, because I don't, I, I don't, I honestly, my first reaction is no, I don't think he does uh, later on, of course, but I don't think he does at all. And I, I think it's because I think the second at the end of, of season two in the, in Babylon, when Brian pulls off the mask and is looking at Justin and has this little look on his little brief smile and this his final plea for Justin to choose him. And when Justin doesn't, I think that is where Brian goes, okay, Justin made his choice and he has chosen Ethan. I may try and show him who Ethan really is, but in the long run, Justin has made his choice to go that route with relationships. So he will not want to come back to my area to how I do relationships that I'm more of an open relationship kind of person. And Justin has chosen something else. And so I don't think so. I honestly don't think probably a lot of people would disagree with that, but I don't, I don't think so. I think Brian has kind of been like, okay, I've lost Justin for good. He is a pessimistic person. And definitely when it comes yes. to himself <laughs> and what he, what he deserves and Definitely when it comes to things about love and people sticking around and staying and choosing him and not rejecting him or abandoning him, he definitely has some more negative leaning, uh, you know, ideas about that. So I can see where a part of him, I do feel like a part of him does feel that way. Like, okay, he did make his choice and what he wants is not something that I can or will offer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there's a part of him that, would want to hope if he knew how to hope for that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Do you no, that saying? makes, that makes perfect okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, mean, I, I don't yeah. think he's accustomed to hoping for things like, like mm-hmm. that. And so, but I think if he were, there's <laughs> a part of him that, that would want to, that would want to hope for that. There's probably a better way for me to say that, but I can't think of it right now. No, I know it, it's like the little kid in him. It's like, you know, the, the hopeful, person inside of him mm-hmm. it's that person on the dance floor at Babylon and then of season two right that's that person where he briefly lets down his wall I mean really that was Brian letting down his wall yeah for like it was two mm-hmm. seconds mm-hmm. and all of that was in the performance but it, that was him doing it he's like for two seconds I'm going to be completely vulnerable and then mm-hmm. and you can decide if you're going to choose me right. or Ethan and then the second that didn't work, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to put that vulnerable person away. That didn't work. Right. So whatever, I give up on this. So, yeah, but, but, but I understand what you're saying. I think there is that part of him in there mm-hmm. that is always trying to come out and right. comes out every once in a while. So, right. Yeah. It, it's very deep in there, but, but I do think it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it slowly makes its way closer to the surface over the series, but yeah. 
for yeah. now, it's mm-hmm. still it's still very very <laughs> deep. Uh, okay, so let's back up and talk about a couple other things going on here before I get lost in my Brian Justin worship. <laughs> Okay, so some other people we have to deal with uh, this season are the Kinneys. God, they are the worst. Oh, I hate his uh, so in this one so we, much. Yeah, we see his <sighs> nephew again, and he mm-hmm. is, of course, the episode where he's babysitting or brat sitting, I think is what it's actually called, that episode. Yes. And we know how that goes. He gets upset because Brian won't do what he thinks that Brian should do, even though Brian goes out of his way, interrupts his work day, and whatever plans he had, even if they were to sit home and do nothing, he interrupts his plans to help out Claire, tries to do something that John would like, takes him to the diner, to the, um, to the comic book store. But all of this ends in a very harmful accusation from the nephew. Mm -hmm. And then of course we have to deal with his mom and sister. So tell me about the Kinney's. Oh, I hate the kitties. Oh, I hate them so much. So, so much. I mean, the fact that his nephew is already using the F word and the fact that, and you know, he learned that from his mom. And I mean, that's just the opinion I have. I mean, he might've heard it also from other kids. Um, And the fact that, oh gosh, just the whole way they treat him and talk to him and yeah all because of his sexuality and I mean that family was never healthy to begin with right I mean a lot of unhealthiness there and a lot of alcoholism and all that stuff but everybody is so cold and mean and cruel and it's just like there's nothing there no love no care even the the even the people you know even like his mom to his sister, to his everything like that, even when it's outside of him and it has nothing to do with him, even the supposed care they're showing each other isn't there. Yeah. The mom never seems to really care about her son. Um, you know, her son is such a brat mm-hmm. and beyond a brat. He's very hateful and hurtful and yeah. mean and cruel. And it's just, they're so gross. It's very painful and hard to watch those scenes, I think. Yeah. Um, because there are so many people that, you know, in, in that community that have to right. deal with that and worse. Mm-hmm. And for someone like, and, and, and it's how you see why Brian is the way he is. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian is the way he is profoundly because of his family, because his family right. is so messed up and he never got any love, never got shown any of that. And that's not an excuse. It's just, that's why it's Brian an explanation though. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where he came from, but his family is just so horrible just so horrible, just downright despicable Mm -hmm. and their hatred and that kind of, it's just like festering inside. It's like, you know, the whole scene where he goes into his sister's house and is trying to confront the nephew and he's yelling around there and his mom is there and, you know, yelling, like telling him basically he's just, that he's nothing, that he's scum, that he's just disgusting because of how he was born or who he is is so repulsive to me and such a gross scene that it's just like, I don't know, it's very painful to watch. And it's, it's like walking into a house of torture and pain and misery. And I just, I hate them so much. And, 
you know, that's why I think it's so good, even though Brian is very closed off, that Brian has people in his life and has other and had Deb all the time. Because I think if Brian didn't have that, he would be a hundred thousand oh, yeah. worse than uh-huh. he is. So oh, yeah. I'm really glad he had that because he definitely had no love growing yeah. up. Well, and he, even that he found them at 14. I mean, at that point, a lot of damage has yeah. already been done, but at least he wasn't a total lost cause. I, you know, if, if this yeah. would have been when he went off to college and was totally on his own at that point, it's like, no, I don't need a single person. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. Even though I have some strong opinions about his friendship with Michael at times, <laughs> there mm-hmm. are times, other Me times too. when I'm very grateful for the presence of the Novotnys in, in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the exact opposite. I mean, Mm -hmm. even though sometimes Deb, you know, needs to take a step back. Right. And she can be a little bit too much in her child's life. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's love. The love Mm -hmm. in the household is so much different. I mean, you see just when, even though they're God awful knickknacks that she's giving Justin when Justin's moving. I know, but I love that she's doing that. (laughs) But I love that scene because it's so, because that's who Deb Mm -hmm. is. I Mm -hmm. mean, Deb just loves her family mm-hmm. and she is like the mother of the whole community. And, you know, so it's, so the fact that that, that is such in stark contrast, that's in such stark contrast of the Kinney's. And so yeah. I'm glad that Brian had that because I think Brian would have been so shut off. Yeah. It would have been a thousand billion times worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, because there's sometimes definitely in the for early seasons where well, and then a little bit later on where like the found family, you know, Star Liberty mm-hmm. Avenue gang where they they say things about Brian or they just kind of jump to conclusions about him or they don't give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. And there are all these times where he should kind of come to his own defense, but he does it. And I think it's like in comparison to how the Kenny's treat him, like he'll take this over, oh, yeah. over that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that is, is more regular, normal, the way right. it is to be in a regular family mm-hmm. uh the other stuff the kinney's family the fact that not a single person would ever want to give to hear what might have happened or might believe what brian has to say or would instantly believe that brian should do that and i'm not saying that you know because i think you should believe victims that kind of right. stuff but but the way that's handled is more like they're like well of course this would happen because brian's gay right so of course mm-hmm. brian's going to do this so it's very easy for us to believe this Mm-hmm. So it's like this thing of just not having anybody in his blood family that actually gives a shit about him is right. very sad. So I hate, yeah. them. I hate them so much. I hate yeah. them more than any, yeah, any other character. I, I know the they're, they're the absolute worst. And, but I think it is important to see that because like, it's one thing if he just grew up with this because then some people will say, okay, well, he just needs to go to therapy and get over it. But like even now as a 31 ish year old man he's still having to deal with his family and still you know Mm -hmm. still being you know beaten down by them and in these very emotional um emotionally damaging ways uh psychologically Mm -hmm. damaging ways and so (laughs) i hate that that's in there but i think it is so important to show oh yeah how that's still very much affecting him and shaping him Um, Mm -hmm. well it's important to show because Sadly, that's the reality for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That is something that, you know, throughout the whole series, they deal with a lot of stuff where it's like, 
yeah, that's hard to watch. I don't want to see that on TV, but that is just the truth. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And this was another, another example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Some other things that are going on, um, Melanie and Lindsay are, uh, they finally come to conclusion at some point, somehow that they're going to have another baby and they are looking for mm-hmm. another father or for a father. And the assumption at the beginning is that it's going to be Brian, but then he doesn't want to, when he finds out it's Melanie, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then when he sees that that's an opportunity for him to stick it to the straight man, <laughs> He, he's all on board with it. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really figure out where I landed. Um, th- that's not true. I landed on, I didn't think that it was, I didn't necessarily feel like Brian should have felt obligated to do it, even mm-hmm. though I know that it would have, you know, I know one of the arguments is, well, the kids would have the same, they'd be, you know, blood related. And I know that there are some, things that would be easier with that. But I just didn't feel like he should feel obligated to do it, especially because they did kind of put him through the ringer over the whole mm-hmm. Gus thing in season one. But anyway, sorry, I'm still lost in my own thoughts about oh, that. No, but tell okay. me about your, uh, <laughs> your, your, your take on Brian's potential for fathering the second child. Well, honestly, you know, here's the, th- I think the whole way that whole thing is handled period is awful and horrible because, um, women, you know, we should not be made to feel like we have to have children. And Mel at first was very much not going to have children. So anyway, I just, I think that whole, the whole way that situation is handled, you know, and saying, Oh, it's just so easy do a little thing and she can have a child and all that. I don't know. That really bothered me. That's for different (laughs) show. Sorry. Um, but, but what I think is funny about that situation is, so here they are. They don't want to run into the same problems with Brian, where they don't want anyone to battle over the custody. And the fact that they end up going with Michael is so stupid, because if you're going to choose anyone who's not going to have a problem and going to be playing, you're not going to choose Michael. I mean, Michael no, is going to be involved. Michael That's automatically. Michael it's so stupid. Yeah. Well, and Michael comes with Debbie. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, give me give me a break anyway. But I think. Um, I don't think they should have expected that Brian would have done it unless they had already talked about this previously and had agreed upon it. And it might've been talked about previously, but there was no like agreement. There was no expectation that they were just going to, that he was going to sire all the children they wanted to have, which is the way it's kind of presented is that, well, you know, you're Brian, you can just, just jack off really quickly. Excuse me. give Give us your stuff. And then you know, be on your way uh-huh. and it's no big deal. It's no harm to you, no harm, nor foul. Um, so I think it's very presumptuous of them to think it's okay. Um, you know, Mel and Brian are never going to like each other. So, yeah. <laughs> so I understand that little thing of, you know, Brian not wanting to impregnate Mel, mm-hmm. but I, I just, you know, it's one of those other things that goes to being uh, presumptuous of Brian and not taking into account his feelings on the situation. And if he wants to go through that again, because I think with Gus, I don't think Brian was expecting to have any feelings, any paternal instincts there. And he did end up having them. And Mm -hmm. so I think to put him through that again, and to be like, okay, well, you'll do it again because you'll give us, you won't give us as much trouble. um, It's just, presumptuous again. It's just another way of being like, okay. But 
Um, as far as like, but I can see why they'd want to do it from a standpoint of that, unfortunately, in this country, the fact that the, the, the kids would be related would be a lot easier if God forbid something had happened. Right. So I totally understand why they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if Mel was going to be giving birth to the child and it wasn't Brian who was going to be the father, then it would be a lot harder because the kids wouldn't be blood related. Right. So I totally get what they what they where they were coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, they were forgetting that Brian is a human being. And- right. <laughs> yeah. I think that was my thing. It's like I understand like science wise and legal wise, why you would say mm-hmm. that that would be the best option, but it's just like, this is still a human being who has feelings that yeah. we're dealing with, who is still not really quite sure of where his place is in this last situation. And some of that is like, Hey, Brian, Melanie and Lindsay had an understanding on what this was going to be. And just because you you know, sprung up some feelings and some <laughs> love for this baby, like that, that complicates things, but that doesn't necessarily change things. Um, but anyway, I just, yeah, so I understand biologically, legally, all of that, but it was just, like you said, this is a human being who's going to have feelings. And if we're not planning to do anything different, which clearly Melanie was not planning to do anything different with the arrangement, if anything, she Mm -hmm. wanted it more (laughs) like strict on paper, you know? And so I just didn't think like that, what I did. Yeah. Presumptuous. I was saying it was, wasn't fair, but maybe presumptuous is a better word. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we also, this season, kind of, a, I guess, a, an overarching thing for this season is the election coming up, the election for mayor. And so mm-hmm. Brian joins uh, Stockwell's campaign, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but before that, we get we find out that Brian is uh, pretty apolitical. Are you surprised by that? No. Yeah, no, me neither. No, yeah. Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian with someone who didn't go to pride no it doesn't surprise me right i think he's apolitical because he thinks that's all bullshit i mean yeah well i think he feels like a lot of the world and life is what it is and it's gonna be what it's gonna be and so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. just look out for myself and i'm gonna get my pleasure that i want out of it uh like that's Mm -hmm. kind of definitely what we meet of brian definitely in season one and so uh, yeah, not at all surprised that he no yeah is <laughs> apolitical no. yeah. Uh, but he does join join Stockwell's campaign, and he has a very clear plan in mind. But um, at this point, he is you know I think I said uh, Michael is with Ben, and then Ethan mm-hmm. Justin is with Ethan, and then Melanie and Lindsay have their stuff going on with the baby, and so it's really just kind of Brian and his career. And so yeah, he's like okay with my career in mind, here's the next step that I'm making. So tell me your thoughts on him signing up with, uh, with Stockwell and if the career is a good enough reason to jump on that team. I don't think it's a good enough reason, but it's not surprising. Um, I will say, and I think, I think didn't Ken say this on one of your episodes that he kept waiting for Stockwell to be like in the closet because there are a yeah, lot of right. scenes. There's yes, a I remember him saying that of, because there's yeah. a lot of scenes that are shot in a way where I was like, I remember when I first watched it and I'm like, they're going to, they're going to sleep together. Yeah. They're going to like have some kind of affair. Cause, cause well, they that, kept, hot like, scene. Yeah. That, that scene, especially I was like, okay, any second now that's, what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I was really kind of surprised it didn't because it seemed to be going that way and setting yeah. that up. But I think maybe more what they were trying to say is, okay, so you're, oh, so kind of the hypocritical straight 
white right. guy of like, okay, you're okay doing this as long as we're straight men. But the second you find I'm gay, there's no way you would want to hang out with me in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that might've been because I was just like, Ken, I was like, oh man, there is yeah. so much like weird sexual <laughs> tension here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like, I was like, really, is this where they're going to go with that? Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't though, just because I think, I, I don't know. I just think it was better that they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's a good enough reason for Brian to do it, but it doesn't surprise me because I think there's another reason I think Brian does that kind of stuff because he does it all the time in his business. Yeah. Like that yeah. one cooler drink, I can't remember what the right. drink was. And how cool he, boy. Thank you. Yeah. And how he had, <laughs> you know, it was in the gay bar and all the gay men. Right advertising for it. And he knew the guy who was running the company was probably a homophobe. So I think the way Brian looks at it is like, this is my way of sticking it to the straight world and being successful and also helping these homophobes and helping the straight world get ahead. And little do they know that it's this gay man who is helping them and they might Mm -hmm. not know that. And so I think there's a part of him that the reason he does a lot of that stuff is to be like, ha ha, you know, if you only knew who was really helping you and to kind of stick it to them. And I think, especially as the season goes on with Stockwell, I think that's even more apparent, but I think that's a big reason why Brian does that stuff is because he's just, I think there's a part of him. Yes. It's the success and he's about money and he wants to have that because of the, he wants to be able to have the freedom to do whatever he wants. So he can be as far away from what he grew up in as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's part of that, but there's also, I think the part where he's like, wants to stick it to the straight world and be like, ha ha, even if you are a homophobe, guess what? This very, very, very out gay man is helping you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's successful. So I think there's, I think it's a double, it's kind of a couple mm-hmm. of reasons that he does that, but. Yeah. When he starts out here though, like he. I think it becomes more and more clear to him that uh, this isn't going to be a thing where the the community gets by unscathed, you know, like oh, with yeah. the pool boy thing, like they got to drink these uh, yeah. apparently disgusting wine coolers or whatever, but they look uh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, but here they're not going to get by unscathed, but he's still, mm-hmm. I think in his mind, he's like, okay, well, I still have this that I can benefit from it, you know, at least for a little while, or he's still trying to um, justify it in his mind, because I think Brian is a good person, but he's not a perfect person. And so he does have some very selfish motives. And there are things about him that's like, well, if it doesn't affect me personally, then, you know, just kind of let it be. But uh, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little later. (laughs) When and if things start to shift for him regarding (laughs) Stockwell. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to move us forward a little bit and, um, we're going to get to episodes 307 and and 308, um, here. Uh, so, um, turns out Ethan is not all he pretended to be. Surprise, surprise. Shocker. Shocker of the season. (laughs) Who saw it coming? Not me. Yeah. (laughs) And. Uh, yeah, so he frames himself to be the greasy little rat that he can sometimes look like. And, um, well, did you have an opinion about that? Like, I know some people, they were kind of disappointed that it was the fact that Ethan cheated that made Justin leave him. I kind of felt like Justin was already getting a little disenchanted with that. But, um, 
Did you have an opinion about that? I think it's fine that that's the reason, honestly. Um, but I can see why people would be disappointed in that. But I think, I think Justin was already kind of on the fence because of the fact that he had to be this secret. I think the scene where uh, he shows up with Daphne and, and, you know, Ethan's like, Oh, this is, this is my cousin. And this is my cousin's girlfriend, Daphne. And I think that was like a punch in the gut, even mm-hmm. though Justin knew that he was going to have to be in the closet. It was going to be a secret. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that Ethan was so vocal about it and yeah. not even saying this is my friend, but saying this is a relative of mine. So mm-hmm. it makes it even more. Right. Like, There's I, no crossing that of, boundary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I think that hurt him. Um, but I, and I, the reason I'm okay with the, the cheating thing is because I think for Justin, it was this interesting thing of like, he was with Brian and Brian was always sleeping with other men, but like he says, Brian never, you know, lied to him. Brian never kept a secret. He never had to forgive Brian because it wasn't like Brian was going behind his back and cheating on him. Mm -hmm. Brian was very upfront about that. That was never something that he was keeping a secret Mm -hmm. from him. So I think for him to see that this is what it really is like when someone's betraying you with another person or cheating yeah. you. So it was an interesting way to do it. Yeah. So I, I have no issues with that. Plus, I think it also shows, Justin, that sometimes that romantic fairy tale that you have in your head is not really everything you think it's going to be and showing him more of a reality. So I I never, but I understand why people do, but I didn't have a, an issue with that at all. Yeah. Um, but so they do, uh, they do break up and now we have a single Justin and, um, Brian has already kind of gotten a whiff that there might be some trouble in paradise. And then when he sees Justin in the back room at the end of 307, Mm -hmm. I think that's when it really clicks to him that it ain't just trouble. Like, (laughs) you know, paradise has been lost now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) uh, so. What do you think is going through Brian's mind in that last scene where they're there in the blue in the in the back room and he looks over at Justin there? <laughs> uh man, I, I I don't I don't think Brian is instantly like, "Ooh, I'm going to be back with him or I'm going to have him back." I think it's more like that's the first time since Justin was with Ethan where there was any kind of sexual tension between the two of them that was coming from Justin's side. I mean, that was a very sexual scene between the two of them. The way Justin was looking at him um, was very erotic and all that kind of stuff. So I think for Brian, it was like, I I don't think he knew for sure that Justin was not with Ethan, but I think it was kind of this realization that uh, maybe Justin has woken up and realized that that wasn't what he wanted. And I think Brian wasn't sure what it all meant, but I think Brian was kind of like, okay, so there's something else going on here. Something's changed with Justin and something's changed with the way Justin's looking at me because Justin's looking at me more like he used to look at me. So I, I think it, I don't think it's necessarily that Brian is necessarily at that place where he's like, Justin definitely wants me back, but he is at that place where he sees that Justin's like, I would sleep with you. I mean, (laughs) because of that look on his face. So I think, I think it's that, I think it's kind of like a mix there at the end of 307. Yeah, I think, yeah, it maybe would take uh, 
I do think that they communicate a lot to each other in that scene, even though they're not talking to mm-hmm. each other. But I think because of how vocal Justin was about the reason that they ended, well, in a way he was vocal about it, but mm, I'll save that part <laughs> for, for in a minute. Uh, I think because of something you said earlier, Brian gave Justin the opportunity at the end of season two to to see him and choose him and like, okay, whatever your choice is, that's what we're going to go with. And he made that choice. I think it would take a little bit more, like he would actually need Justin to verbalize and say, mm-hmm. look, <laughs> like I want you yeah. back or I want us together. So yeah. But before we get here, even in the earlier parts of the the season, we've seen them kind of supporting each other and being there for one another. Like Brian encouraging Justin to keep working with Michael to keep doing rage. And at first I was kind of like, why would he be like, I get when Michael gets out of this, but what does Justin get out of it? But I guess it is just a stream of income for him. And it's a way for him to utilize his art to, to support himself Mm -hmm. and any any other reasons you got to add to that? Well, and I think he, I think he believes in what they're doing. I Mm -hmm. think he believes that the comic is an important thing for the community. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's not just about the income. I think he does think it's an important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of why he also continues to do it because he understands yeah. the value. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's true because um, when Michael talks about it, Michael talks about how big having these heroes to look up to how big that was in his life and mm-hmm. how much that, um, you know, helped him, you know, through hard times or whatever. And so he knows, okay, if that's my one best friend had that kind of connection um, and that, you know, that strong of a love for, for some comic book character, then yeah, I do think that he sees the importance of, of what it could be for other, for other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he does that. I mean, he pays Justin's tuition. He, um, he has him do the poster for the GLC, uh, the carnival. Uh, so they, they have, I think, been trying to find a way to still be in each other's lives, even if they're not together. Would you, would you say mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think, you know, honestly, if, if Ethan hadn't turned out to be who we all thought Ethan was and mm-hmm. if Justin had stayed with Ethan, I think there might've been a time if it had gone on where, where like they would have been friends. They would, Brian and Justin would have become like friends mm-hmm. and acquaintances. And, and so I think, I think they still wanted to be in each other's lives in some way. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just think they're always kind of drawn to each other. So, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so but we do get to 308 and (laughs) Justin starts making it very clear (laughs) that um, he does want them to uh, be back together. Not only does he just want to sleep with him. um, Yeah, but uh, he does want to be with him. And so Brian at first is very kind of like, I don't know about this. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. uh what did you think about that, about Brian initially being a little, little hesitant or a little skeptical? Um, I thought it was understandable. I, I love this episode. I just want to yeah, say. Yeah, I do. It's so great. This is one of my favorite episodes. Uh-huh. This is an episode I will go back and just sometimes just watch this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, first of all, I think it's adorable. I think it's yeah. absolutely adorable. I think there are scenes in this that are, I, I will rewind and watch over and over again. And I, it's not surprising to me that Brian doesn't instantly give in, but I will say, I don't, 
think the reason he's doing that is because he's totally like, I'm not going to get back together with him. I think there's a fear. There is a fear yeah. there. Yeah. But I think he's also being a little flirtatious and also kind of wanting Justin to keep pushing and keep mm-hmm. wanting to do it. I mean, you see it in the scene after they have that meeting and, you know, Justin said to the woman, you know, orange is the new, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the new color that you should be using. And Brian gets all fake to me. It was fake, but anyway, <laughs> he, gets, he gets all upset with yeah. him. And then when Justin's like, well, I, I guess I shouldn't come here. You didn't want me here in the first place and leaves. And then Brian puts his hand on his waist mm-hmm. and you see like the camera close up on that. It, to me, it's very much like Brian is doing this push pull thing in the whole mm-hmm. episode. So even though he's not giving in right away, he wants right. Justin, I think, to keep doing that because I think he wants proof that Justin yeah. is really serious about this. And mm-hmm. there's so many cute moments, yeah. the moment at Babylon. Mm-hmm. I love that when he's like, <laughs> when Justin's like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. Don't you love this song? Oh, I haven't danced like, well, in forever. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love when Brian's like, well, it feels, it fills the void. Yeah. I just love the way he says <laughs> that, like, I'm not falling for this. Yeah. And then when he's just, when he's trying to get around out there on the dance floor, he's like, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then he's like, don't you have to get up early in the morning? And yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just, it's just adorable. It's yeah. absolutely adorable, but I don't, I, I don't think Brian is necessarily like, I'm not going to give in right. I, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's that he wants to make sure that this is actually a mm-hmm. real thing. And that Justin really means this. And I think when Justin kisses him in, in that scene, right after that mm-hmm. meeting, you know, and especially after Brian basically says, just like you, you just give up, you know, why don't you just, have some balls, you know, to yeah. you know, speak up. And then Justin does really, because that's what mm-hmm. that kiss I think is, it yeah. means. I think that is the moment the, where Brian is like, okay, this is serious. And I mm-hmm. think that's when Brian decides, okay, I will take him back. I think that's the moment that it all kind of yeah. changes. It's not a game anymore and it's, mm-hmm. it's serious. So yeah. 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 yeah I think, I think that makes sense because in season one, that's what it took. It was just in constantly chasing after him, you know, and of course it's a different, it's a different mm-hmm. Justin, a different Brian at the time, but it took all of that, that kind of relentless pursuit for him to say, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess, or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I do think that is part of it because there is some fear. I do think he lets out a little bit of anger at Justin in this yeah. episode. And he does kind of say, he does kind of blame him for a few things, but Justin also says, okay, and here's what you did wrong or what you could have done different. Mm-hmm. So, so they do, and they're, they have that conversation in such a clever way, you know, cause they're kind of talking about work, but not talking about work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it's just so well done. I love the, the, just all of how this episode is done, Me too. but yeah, to see them, uh, to see him with that kind of push and pull. And then where it's like, you know that it's something that he wants, but he is going to kind of test it and test Justin a little bit. And he's going to play with him a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, I feel like it's so like them, though, uh, to, to do it in that oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And and the last final scene with mm-hmm. him is is perfection. I mean, yeah. that's just perfection. Mm-hmm. One of the best, best scenes with yeah. him ever. Yeah. And, and the way, um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or I don't know. If no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm always all over the but place. But the go way, <laughs> um, when they're sitting there and they have that talk and they're talking about him, quote unquote, working there, which is not yeah. at all what they're talking about. 
right. and the way um the way brian says you know and you are never to play violin music in my presence again and the way he says that and even his voice cracks a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was such a sincere moment of once again back on that dance floor in Babylon right. at the end of season two that was the vulnerability that was right. the mask coming off and i just i love the way he says that because mm-hmm. that was so honest and real and it was just basically like we are going to do this, but you are to never cheat on me again, was what it was saying. You were never to betray me again. We have right. this relationship. It'll go back to the way it was before, as far as like being an open relationship, but you're mm-hmm. not going to keep secrets. You're not going to lie to me again right. like that. And the way Justin sincerely said he wouldn't yeah. was great too. But yeah, mm-hmm. once again, that just speaks to how amazing Gail Harold is. Yeah. <laughs> what a great actor he is. I know. <laughs> love that scene. I love that whole scene. I, I know I, this episode is that episode is really just. It, I mean, there's you just put it on. And it's just like there's nothing to add. It exactly. Just, yeah. It just it commentates <laughs> itself. It just it's so yeah. perfect. Yeah. But I do love that line because in that, it's also like you hurt me by doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes. Brian's not going to say those words. Justin, you hurt mm-hmm. me. You hurt my feelings, and you know, you disappoint me. But but Justin knows just that little crack in his voice in that mm-hmm. line. Like he knows exactly what he's talking about. And he does, you know, says I promise. And so it's like, I acknowledge that I'm not going to do that again. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, and I love that they are at a place where they can just say, okay, well then you can get started now. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And they <laughs> yep. don't, have, it's not this, like, we got to drag this out. We got to keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. You got to like do all this stuff to atone or, or whatever. It's just, yeah. I, and that I think that shows like how much they had been missing each other, even if maybe you want to say Brian didn't recognize it before. I think he did, obviously, but um, just that they were like you said, they're always drawn back to each other. So, yeah, yeah. And there is I do want to say there is a little moment when Brian says, well, then you can, you know, Brian comes out from behind the desk, walks yeah. around, leans it back and says, well, then you can get started immediately. Mm-hmm. And Justin goes to close the door. Mm-hmm. There is this little moment. If you watch, if you watch Brian's face, there is a little tiny little glimpse there of mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. because he is afraid. Okay. What if this actually doesn't work out again? You can see that. And it's, that's all to the performance. I really think that's just the, that's the performance, but there is a little tiny glimpse of fear there but he quickly brushes it aside. But I just wanted to shout that out because yeah. I always noticed that, that there is this little slight little mm-hmm. blink and you miss it kind of moment of yeah. seeing that fear and hesitation when Justin's back is to him. So Justin can't see it on his face, mm-hmm. but you see it there a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, and I think because each season he's less and less protected against Justin, you know, he's yes. very much protected mm-hmm. in season one and he goes about it in some harsh ways, goes about protecting himself in some pretty harsh ways, you know, that poor sunshine yes. has, to, has to put up with. Uh, but he gets less and less protected from him. Um, and so th- it would totally make sense that there'd be a little bit of fear, even though he's excited to be back with him, mm-hmm. that it would be a little bit of, of fear there because it's like, okay, I've been hurt by him before. And if that happens again, would yeah. that be an even deeper cut than, than the last time? And um, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm glad, I'm glad that you did point that out. Um, all right. So they do have uh, a, one of the things that they talk about in the inner, what Justin says, and I um, am paraphrasing this, but uh, he talks about, okay, what the kind of what the expectations are. But of course, they're saying it in this very cloaked way. What does what does Justin want from Brian and what can Brian expect from Justin? 
So what does Justin want from Brian? Is that what you said first, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, basically like, what are they going to get? What are they expecting from their yeah. relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's very much the same as it was in season two. I think they're kind of expecting that except for, um, I think they're, they would be closer now. I think they start getting closer, but I think Justin already knows that, you know, he's not going to have this romantic flowers and hearts and stuff. And He's going to have to work long, hard hours. <laughs> Deep into the night. Yeah. <laughs> poor and guy. He's fine with that. Yeah. I know. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, but if, somebody, if somebody's got to do it, he's willing to sign up yeah, for it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. My heart breaks for you. Right? I know. <laughs> poor sunshine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think he knows it's going to be kind of the same as it was before. The same rules that they had before. Yeah. But there is, I think, something that has changed between those seasons, even though they still carry on with the same sort of thing where you see that uh you know in the next episode you see that Justin leaves as someone else is coming in mm-hmm. you see that Brian is still doing that but there is kind of a hesitation in Brian I think yeah. and you kind of see that mm-hmm. where um even though it's not going to stop him from doing that I think there is a part of Brian that's like well maybe I can have Justin a little bit let him in a little bit more and not always shut him out and maybe there can be times where it's just us and where I don't have to go and get somebody else for the night or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a little bit of that, but I, I honestly don't think it's too different than their right. relationship in season two. I don't think there's too much that's different except for later on. I know we're going to talk about the other stuff. Cause I think there's other stuff that kind of changes with mm-hmm. them. Um, but, but I think at the beginning when they get back together, I think what they're initially thinking is this will be the same as it was in season two. Yeah. We have those rules, but you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll do some more with the two of them in a minute. There are a couple other things going on. So at this point we have had uh, Ted's arrest for Mm -hmm. his, uh, the unfortunate situation with the guy in the, the driver's license who I still think should have gotten in some kind of legal trouble (laughs) for, (laughs) yes, for doing that. I agree. Uh, Not just Ted. (laughs) Um, yes. And uh, okay, well, well, we'll start. We'll start with that and kind of go into the other part. Um, so that happens with Ted, of course, and then Emmett comes to his to talk to Ryan. And so really kind of with that, I just kind of want to explore a little bit about his relationship with the people around him. So how he reacts to Ted being arrested and how at first he is kind of hands off and then Emmett coming and talking with him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about those things? Uh, well, I think it's very typical of Brian. Um, I think, you know, I, I know one of the biggest complaints that people have that don't, of people that don't like Brian is that Brian does all these things, but he doesn't do, do them unless someone tells him to do them or pushes him to do them. So I think that's a big complaint people have is that Brian always has to have someone push him into doing these things. But at the same time, I think Brian does other things that, um, I don't know if we're going to get to that date later down the line. So maybe I shouldn't bring that up. The scene. Oh, with, go ahead. Go with, ahead. Um, well, there's a scene. And so this is way down the line. Cause this is like in like the last couple of episodes, but there's this, or in the last episode, there's the scene where um, Emmett and oh, Brian are. I had that coming up next. Floor. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You're good. Um, and that's one of my favorite scenes ever with Brian because that's the thing with Brian is Brian cares about all these people in different varying degrees. And I think it doesn't take much to push him to help 
the people because he does genuinely care about them. I think the reason he gets pushed and why sometimes it takes a little bit of a push for him to do something is because of the fact that he's got that stupid flipping wall up and he is like, I don't know. I think he's afraid sometimes to help people and to have people see how much he cares. And so I think that's kind of where some of that comes from. I don't know. Um, but I'm not surprised that he helped. I would have been surprised if he didn't eventually help. To me, it makes perfect sense. That's who he is. But then the dance floor scene, because that's when Ted is, you know, a yeah. drug addict. And and when Brian takes Emma down onto the dance floor, to me, that is a time when no one's pushing Brian to do that. Right. No one is asking Brian to do that. Brian takes it upon himself because he sees how much Emmett is hurting and I don't care what anyone says. He cares about Emmett and he yeah. doesn't want Emmett to be hurting. And he wants Emmett to know that he needs to let Ted go or he'll just be pulled deeper down into right. depression and he might go the same route as Ted. And so by pulling that out of the dance floor, having that whole scene, and then basically saying, you know, let Ted go and come back out here and dance and be the center of attention was his way of showing how much he cared for Emmett and how much he wanted Emmett to know that Emmett didn't have to go down that road, that yeah. Emmett could be free of Ted and could let Ted go. And I don't know. I just, I love that scene so, so mm -hmm. much because I think it should, because we don't get a lot of Emmett and Brian scenes. Right. Honestly. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I just really, I, I liked that a lot because mm -hmm. I think it shows how much Brian truly cares about his friends. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think so too. And I think it's something that even that the love and respect he has for them is something that's getting deeper over, over the seasons also, because if this was season one, he might would have said some comment, but I, you know, then he would have just kind of been done with it and like, well, whatever, that's what Emmett chose to do. Um, but yeah. here he does you know, even when Emmett is kind of insulting him, he does make sure that Emmett hears what he's saying and where he's coming from. And it's like, no, I'm not doing this mm -hmm. because I'm cold hearted. I'm doing this because I care about you. If Ted has chosen not to care about himself anymore, there's nothing we can do right now, but there's yeah. an opportunity to save you from being pulled down into that. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do love that. Love that scene also. Um, I do. Yeah. That's a good one. So yeah, that happens down the line, but I think it's good to talk about that right there. So, um, <laughs> So still, Brian is working with Stockwell back uh, when, if we rewind a bit <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. um, everybody in the family's got opinions on that. Of course, they do not approve. And I totally get it. I totally get oh, why yeah. they don't, because <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about his um, make it family friendly again. Sounds a lot like another, <laughs> another mm -hmm. campaign. And yeah. uh, which is kind of eerie because this was, you know, 20 know. years before. But yeah, that is what it is. Uh, but anyway, so he's still working with Stockwell and already, you know, Ted has been impacted by this. But then other people are starting to be impacted by it also. And you have the rest of the gang kind of rallying against him and taking it a step further is Justin out doing these posters at night. So, <laughs> um mm -hmm. Let's talk about that when he discovers Justin is the one behind them. And then when he makes a decision to go and partner with Justin in that. 
Well, I think I think he knew from the get go that Justin was the one doing the posters. I don't think there was a single second that Brian didn't know that Justin was doing that because it's a very Justin thing. And that's why I love Justin. <laughs> um, but it's very Justin. Like Justin's like, I'm still going to be with you and I still love you, Brian, but I'm my own person. And that's why Brian loves Justin. And that's why I love Justin. Um, so I don't think there was a second where Brian thought it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a matter of him catching him and and running him. Right. And I think, I think with Brian, what Brian is slowly realizing is you can't sell your soul for something. And I think he's realizing that. And I mm-hmm. think, and yes, I think there, the argument could be made that he's realizing it because he's not able to have sex and the back. Yeah. But I don't think that's stuff is getting shit, but I don't think that's totally what it is about. Mm-hmm. I think it's about the fact that, you know, he's realizing that this is bigger than me. This is about people that I care about. This is about my, my lifestyle, my, my who I am being threatened. Mm-hmm. It's like Stockwell is like, his family almost like the way the kinnies are. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, not his family. I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like the kinnies. Um, and I think he's slowly realizing that. And I think he kind of, you know, had enough. And I think Justin brings out in Brian things that were always there. Like, I think, you know, how Brian always tells Justin to be the best homosexual he possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And I think what Justin does is make Brian the best homosexual he can possibly be. That's for the sure. thing is I think Brian I kind of pulls agree. that out of, I mean, Justin pulls that out of Brian. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of happens is he's back with Justin. They've been separated. And even though their relationship seems to be a little bit like season two, I think it's actually deeper than that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And I think he's so motivated by the fact that Justin is doing that. And the fact that Justin's doing it and doesn't even care that, you know, the man that he's with and that he loves is support is working on this campaign. He's still going to do it. He's still going to stick up for what he believes. And that's so attractive to Brian Mm -hmm. that I think combining that with the fact that Brian's slowly realizing that he can't do this, he can't sell his soul to the devil anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole him helping with the whole scene at the community center and all that kind of stuff. I think Brian is finally waking up to the fact that he can't be apolitical. He has to actually give a shit yeah. or his community will be harmed. And in the long run, his friends and his actual family right. will be harmed and hurt by that. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things for him where he's just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I have to actually do something and be the best homosexual I possibly can be. And I think, I think Justin really pushes him even more to do yeah. that. I think. Yeah. I think so. Because especially when you think about this and you go back to maybe season one or even season two, in some ways where Brian almost is trying to teach Justin, you just have to go with the flow, like yeah. whatever, like, no, you don't fight it. They're going to do what they're going to do. You just go with it. You know, like when they were trying to do the, um the, the gay straight student alliance and he was like mm-hmm. you know standing out in front of their chanting and having this you know this lady come and say like that's not going to do anything just but that justin's like no i believe in this and i'm going to keep mm-hmm. doing it and i don't care if i get any credit for it or like this is something that i can do and i'm going to do it and so i do think that he finds that um that attractive in him. And I think, I think that's a quality that is uniquely Justin. There's a lot that they pick up from each other, but that's something that's uniquely mm-hmm. Justin. And um, I do think, like you said, that's something that gets pulled out of Brian. Cause we've seen him be defiant and we've seen him kind of stick it to the man, I guess, but 
But in a situation like yeah, this, I'm I the don't judge in the case. Right, right. But I don't think that in a situation like this, he would have necessarily gone to the levels that he goes to were it not for were not for what he sees in Justin and not being motivated by that. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. Just, yeah. Justin is amazing. Justin is mm-hmm. one of the strongest people yeah. ever yeah. that I've ever seen. That's why I just, I love Justin. So, mm-hmm. so I do much. too. Like, I tell people my love amazing. is equal for Brian and Justin. Like I love him <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, in, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you talked about how there is some regression with some characters, which is just fact of life sometimes, but oh, yeah. with him, yeah. I do think that there is, we do see him being, and that's one of the things that is different about their relationship now is Justin is a little bit more firm on his feet with some things. And like, I'm going to be my own person because now I know that I can be without you. (laughs) So, uh, and so I'm going to keep doing what I, you know, what I think is right. And so it does kind of force some equality that was much needed in their relationship too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think, I think when I say characters regressed, I don't, I think Justin is one of the only characters throughout this show, even though he has some missteps throughout this show that doesn't regress. I think he Mm -hmm. grows constantly. Mm -hmm. Like if this season three, Justin was to meet season one, Justin, I think he'd be so annoyed with season (laughs) one, Justin. And I'm not saying that because I don't like season one. No, he needed that. Mm -hmm. He's growing. Yeah. And he's also becoming a a man. Right. So I think that's what I love about watching Justin is Justin Mm -hmm. is consistently growing and consistently changing. And he is like, he knows how to be with Brian now in a different way, in a way where he's not going to let Brian push him around. He's not going to let Brian call all the shots. He's going to have some say. And that's why doing this thing, he knew he could get caught. He knew Brian could find out. But I don't think he cared because I right. think he knew Brian wasn't going to be like, goodbye, because you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of getting caught, do you think that that registered to Brian like when they were doing the posters that he could get caught? And then, at, I mean, at this point, they're going deeper into it. They did the whole thing at the GLC, which mm-hmm. was amazing. I, I love that, that scene. Yeah. Um, but do you think that because Brian's very calculated and we've seen him get away with a lot of stuff and just be able to pull a lot of stuff <laughs> off. Do you think that that was kind of on his radar that he could get caught doing this? Um, I think he knew, I mean, I think he's not stupid, so I think right. he, knew he could get caught, but I think Brian does have a little bit of an ego. So I don't know if Brian necessarily thought he would get fired, but I do right. think he knew there was a possibility he could get caught. I mean, he'd have to be, he he. I mean, I can't see how he could not know. There's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Hot. I do think getting fired wasn't necessarily something he thought would happen, even though he might have somewhere in the back of his mind. But I don't think consciously he knew. Maybe subconsciously he did, but I don't think he consciously knew he could get fired. Mm-hmm. But I think he definitely, definitely knew there was a possibility of getting caught. But I think at that point he didn't really care. Yeah, I think it I, actually made it more exciting for him. To be honest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think he really associated like any strong consequence with it. Like, I feel like Justin was more like, if we perish, we perish. <laughs> like, he was just like, by any means necessary, we're going to do this. <laughs> you know, like, that's very, mm-hmm. that's Justin Taylor. Uh, but I don't think Brian considered it from yeah. that <laughs> angle. Yeah, like, like you said, like, I don't think Brian was like, no, I won't like lose my job, my partnership over this and just be like a bad Brian slap mm-hmm. on the hand. 
But so I don't think he was truly aware that he might be required to to sacrifice um, mm-hmm. in in doing this uh, in doing this with with Justin. And I think it's not until later when Justin has to you know make a big sacrifice because of it. Then Brian's like, "Oh, okay," yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> and because you know it wasn't a sacrifice that he lost his job. That was his consequence. That was his punishment. But then later, of course, he does make a sacrifice. But yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I do think, like you said, it was it was thrilling because they're out at night doing this thing, but uh, and they're doing this other stuff, and and that's more what you were speaking to earlier mm-hmm. when he was like, "Ha ha, straight man, I'm doing all this yeah. stuff to your campaign, and you don't know it." But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that because you can just tell the way he goes into Ryder's office, like he's not he's not worried, and he's definitely not remorseful. Um, not not Ryder Gardner Gardner Vance when he goes in his office. Um, mm-hmm. after they get caught um yeah but um mm-hmm. so, <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry rush us through a few things so he does lose his oh, job which uh is um a pretty big pretty big consequence which like we said yeah. didn't think he expected that but so yeah any anything to say about that I, it's not surprising I guess I think it was hard. I think that was hard for Brian after a while to, you know, he have, of course does some things at, in response to that, but yeah. I think it's not surprising. I think he was sad about that. I think that was hard for him to deal with because that's losing a big security for him, mm-hmm. financial security, job stability. His big thing is being able to just take care of himself if everyone right. else disappears. Right. And I think for him, that was, that was very hard because he was losing a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I'm glad he got fired only because of everything that happens because of that. But right. I think for him, it was very, it was very difficult to really completely comprehend that at first. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we get this beautiful scene with him and Debbie, which is another one of my favorite scenes oh, from scene. the whole series. And I do love Debbie and I love her relationship with Brian. Uh, sometimes I, it's got issues, but like all moms, you know, they don't handle every situation perfectly. And, uh, this is a unique yeah. situation where she definitely has a favorite child. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, this scene, I do love between the two of them. I love that we mm-hmm. see this very small and kind of unsure vulnerable Brian and Debbie comes in and I kind of felt like he was expecting a lecture from her, but she totally flipped it and surprised him. And, um, but anyway, just talk about that, that scene, why you love that scene. Well, that is, that is one of my favorite scenes too. I, I love Debbie and Brian scenes so much because Debbie calls Brian on all of his crap in a lot of ways that, I mean, Justin does it too, but I think Debbie does it in a, in a very motherly way. Um, and as much as Debbie, Debbie gets pissed at Brian a lot, Debbie really loves Brian. Mm -hmm. And I love this scene because you see Debbie's like, you know, I was really worried that we were losing you, that you were basically selling your soul, that we didn't have you anymore. And then I think when he started doing that, when he started working with Justin and going behind Stockwell's back and all that stuff, Debbie was so proud of him because it was like, oh, now I'm seeing that we haven't lost you, Brian. You're actually the Brian that I know that's deep down in there. You're actually the Brian who cares and loves. 
And, you know, I think you saw a little bit of that um, earlier when they were at the bar after the scene at the um, community center. And when he's playing pool and Debbie goes, yes, this is very reminiscent of something Uh (laughs) you would do. This has Mm -hmm. you written all over it. And I love that scene too, because Mm -hmm. it's very much, he's like, no, I'm not going to admit it because that's before he gets fired. But I, I just, I love the scene in the loft when they're getting stoned together, just because it's just so, um, Ryan can only be vulnerable around a couple of people in his life. And Debbie is definitely one of them. And Debbie is very much the mother he always wanted to have. And I love that Debbie gets to see the side of Brian and knows that Brian did that and shows all this love and care and compassion for Brian. And I just think it's such a sweet scene. It's kind of funny. It's kind of amusing. Yes. You know, I, I love watching Debbie get high. (laughs) Yes. Sweet. And Mm-hmm. I don't I just think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful scene. It's really a beautiful, yeah. lovely little scene to watch the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how she's just kind of so, there. Yeah. The, yeah. I, know what I, I mean, I think that's all. Yeah. Um, I love that she's there with him. Like <laughs> she can see he's mm-hmm. having a hard time and she's there with him. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm always surprised they don't dig into the casserole, though. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> They probably do that once they <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think maybe another time, if if there's a similar scene another time, I think that time you see him yes. eating it. But yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. 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 Just hypothetically, if it if a similar scene happens in a later season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, yeah. Yeah, hypothetically. Um, anywho, okay, so then things pretty much spiral from here with with Brian. Um, he um you know, he Debbie comes to him again later and she tells him about Hunter's tip um about uh you know regarding Jason Kent. I love how that story does come back up, how they I uh, it it was a cold case and then they Mm -hmm. they brought that back up. I, I really like how they did that. But yes, yeah, so he is like a dog with a bone with that case. And at first I was kind of like, why is Debbie coming to him with that? Did you have that thought or did you kind of understand it from the beginning? I understood it. I think the reason he did it, she did it, excuse me, was because um, I think part of it was the fact that Brian, you know, had already gone behind the back of Stockwell. I think it was also that I think, you know, Brian still has some pool and probably has some connections. Um, Brian probably still had some money at that point, has money at that point. I think that's another reason. Uh, I think Debbie thinks at this point, Brian is wanting to take Stockwell down. However, Brian can. And so I think that's a lot of the reason she did. So to me, it's not surprising. I don't really find it that surprising because I don't think she thought she could trust Horvath at that time. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go to Brian. And so it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And I think it was just because she thought Brian probably had more resources or more of an in and could be able to do things that maybe she wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely more strategic, obviously. And I mean, who yeah. else could she tell? I mean, um, and have them do something about it. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Melanie, but Melanie's kind of not, uh, <laughs> she's got some stuff going well, on. She right doesn't. Now. And she doesn't want to put Melanie through the stress. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess 
even if you look at it like logistically, like what other person from the group would she go to? And there's really, there's really yeah. kind of nobody. And she could tell Justin, but Justin would just tell Brian and the two of them would, would do it together anyway. So yeah. 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 And Justin's um, too young in some respects right. to do anything. Right. So, and yeah. he doesn't really have any ends either. Like, um, mm-hmm. after a while I got it, but I was just like, Debbie, go talk to me. <laughs> like, why would you come to Brian? But then I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, as I think about it, like, yeah, okay. I totally totally see why she goes to him but she does and so he at first pretends he's not going to do anything with this information because I think a, a season one Brian might not have done anything with it like okay yeah. Debbie go go tell the cops mm-hmm. and she's like I did they didn't do anything okay well there you go that's the American justice system I think <laughs> that's end. what he would have yeah. said but yeah. this is a who does have a little bit of a personal vendetta but I don't think that's the sole motivation. I don't even think that's necessarily the primary motivation no. not at this point. Um so yeah, he goes on a hunt and uncovers all of this stuff and uh this whole time he's got Justin right there kind of helping him with whatever he needs or or sometimes giving him a kick in the butt when Brian's like, "Oh, well, I tried that and that's over." And Justin's like, "No, no." <laughs> that's not over we'll go back we'll do it again uh or or whatever so (laughs) so why do you think brian keeps going with it like why does he go on this trail uh well number one i think he's already started and he's no turning back i think when when brian sets his mind to doing something he he will complete it when he can or whatever it takes kind of thing and I think that's what happened is he kind of was already on that trail. And so he's like, I'm not going to stop. I can't stop now. I think there was the other part that, well, I lost my job. So what else can I possibly lose? I might as well just keep going. I'm not going to, I mean, there's nothing else to lose now. So I've lost my job. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Um, I think another big reason of is Justin. I mean, just plain and simple. I think a lot of the reason Brian does what he does for the rest of the season is because of Justin. Mm-hmm. because of how much he loves Justin and admires Justin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, criticize, people can criticize that if they want to, with the fact that it's, you know, someone's pushing him, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I think it's I don't something that also shows Brian's growth mm-hmm. as a character. Um, and so I think it's just, it's just kind of like, he's like, I can't be apolitical. Like I said earlier anymore, I can't sit on the sidelines anymore. I have to do something. And I, this is what I can do. And so I'm not going to give up until this happens. And I happen to have resources that my friends don't have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use those resources and hopefully defeat this man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's where he's coming from is that it's kind of like, he can't stop now. Yeah. You know, he has to do everything he can in his power to be able right. to stop him. Yeah. And they really kind of had to dead in the poster thing because they know who's doing that now. And so they couldn't keep yeah. doing that. And so uh, even though there was this moment after he lost his job and he's kind of just like, okay, well what now? But then this pops up and it's like, aha, I can continue on mm-hmm. this, on this trail. I have, I have something else to go on now. And so I definitely think that was it. Like, no, I'm going to continue doing this. And I do agree that I do think were it not for, for what he sees in Justin and for his love for Justin, that he wouldn't have done some of this stuff definitely not to the extent that he that he does it um yeah mm -hmm. and I think you know when they did the thing at the at the GLC and they brought up all these people and they bring up Justin that's something that will always be very hard for Brian to have to relive or to face or to talk Mm -hmm. about or even hear about and so 
I do think all of this is coming back to being personal for him because before it was like, oh, well, they shut that club down. Who cares? Oh, well, Ted did something Mm -hmm. wrong. He should have been punished or oh, that person over there. But all of it keeps getting closer and closer to home for him. Uh, I think you were saying something similar to that earlier. And so, yeah, I do think it's where he he can't stop now because it's like, I can't pretend that I'm not going to, even if it works out and I get the fat cat sponsors and I can go to New York, I can't pretend that that I and the people I care about are not going to be affected by by this if I don't do something. Um, And now I have this thing that landed in my lap that I can, that I can pursue, like, I think he's got to do it. Yeah. Well, so he does that and he uncovers all of this stuff that's the truth or close enough to the truth, takes that to the police. And then it looks like another, another dead end. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then that brings us to the concerned citizens for the truth ad that runs in, uh, in the final episode (laughs) um, that is caught that I think puts them in the hole a hundred thousand dollars. I don't really understand how money works on this show because I'm like, it seems like Ryan would have that and still be able to function at least for a while. And I know he doesn't have a job anymore, but I don't know. He would have had so much saved up and so yeah. much in, well, uh, and the invested. Loft is, yeah, and the loft is paid off at this point. So because I think it was maybe season one, he made a comment about some bonus was going to be enough to pay off the, the loft. Yeah, and and he has to have investments. Yeah, Yeah. he has to have Mm -hmm. investments somewhere. But I think they kind of have to make it seem. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I try not to get bogged down with the details because we call we say we just keep it cute is what we say. Like let's not try to pick apart the the finer details on money and dates and ages. Like those are boring details. (laughs) This cost him all of his money and savings apparently, and he's having to sell off his possessions. To be able to pay yes. his light bill the next month. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, let's go with that. Uh, and that's what I was referring to earlier. Like, I don't think that he would have, because he, he still kept going. He's like, there's still one more thing I can do. There's still something else I can do. Yeah. And I think had Justin not, because he even quotes him in this episode, um, the one before when Justin has to, is suspended from school. And he says, well, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice everything for what you believe in. I know I, flip that quote yes. but uh but yeah so yeah. what are what are your thoughts on when he does keep going he makes that final push and puts himself into financial peril <laughs> <laughs> i i love that brian does that because to me you know brian is a very it can come up as very superficial and he you know likes the finer things in life and all that kind of jazz um but i love that he does this it, and it doesn't surprise me that he does this it doesn't surprise me at all that he does this because deep down this is who brian really is is someone who will fight for people who will help people who cares who actually has a heart um and i and i love that he did this and i love that he is a big reason that stockwell is defeated is because of brian mm-hmm. it just is mm-hmm. and i love that Stockwell being popular was because of Brian and then yeah. for Brian to be the one to take him down and help take him down is, is a really good, you know, coming full circle kind of moment. And so I do love that he did that to me. It, it shows his growth as a character, as a human being, it shows who he truly is. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's sad that he's losing stuff, but he really isn't losing anything. Right. He's just losing possessions. Mm-hmm. but he's gaining so much more, I think. 
And I, I think it's beautiful that he did that. And I think all the things that it eventually leads to even beyond this season are really great. So I think, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. I love how and then the relief that he feels when Stockwell is defeated. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the scene in the loft when he tells Justin why he did it. Yeah. Quotes Justin back to him. I love that whole scene. Um, I, I, it's just a really sweet, very, um, domestic scene in some Mm -hmm. respects. Um, there's nothing sexual about when they're lying on the right. bed. There's nothing. Cause I know a lot of people complain sometimes about their relationship, that their relationship's too much about sex, but I think they've kind of grown past that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that. I like the whole, I just like it in general and it doesn't surprise me in the least bit that he would do that. So it does. And it doesn't surprise me that he's not vocal really about it. It's right. not like he goes around and boasts about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't boasted about Justin, anything but... that he's done this whole time. <laughs> no. With this. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, which is why once again, I don't think Brian is a narcissist, but right. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Cause he's not trying to get fame from doing right. this. He's literally doing this to try and save people. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't doing it to try and save people, he would be out there like speaking loud right. and clear that this is the Brian Kitty foundation is what's uh-huh. sponsoring this instead of the concern. And I went future. to the bar and found this guy and I did this and I, yes. yeah, but he's not mm-hmm. doing any of that. Cause but he doesn't that, do that. Yeah. Cause it's not about, it's not that. about for, that for either one of them, you know, mm-hmm. for Justin either when he was, yeah. you know, the parts that he had that he played in it, it wasn't about that for him either. Um, which, you know, as a young kid, a young artist, that would have been a great platform to hit for him to stand on, to, to claim that art that yeah. was getting so much attention. But yeah, it wasn't about that for, for them. Yeah. And I love seeing them get to celebrate this victory, knowing what the two of them sacrificed, mm-hmm. like knowing, and I um, also love that we get to see him stand in line to go vote, <laughs> which is something that he said that he, he wasn't planning on doing when we, when he, you know, we first mm-hmm. talk about it uh, earlier in this season, he wasn't planning on going to vote. Um, so I love that we get to see him do that as well. Like that's just as important. <laughs> just kind of yeah. public service announcement. <laughs> that's yeah. just as important as everything else that he that he did, him actually going to vote. Um, but I love getting to see them celebrate that victory together uh, there at, mm-hmm. at the bar. Um, just knowing yeah. how, because at this point, well, I guess he's told Michael, but Michael's not really there yet. So they're the only two that know what the two of them have done and definitely what Brian has done to kind of help mm-hmm. get them to that point. I will, I guess, yeah, we can go here. So tell me what is, what has changed in Brian by the end of this season? What's different with him? Um, what's different with Brian is that he, well, that he's no longer apolitical, that he cares about more than just, I mean, I think he was always this way, but he's more vocal about caring about more than just himself. Um, he's very much about helping the community, helping his friends a lot more. Um, he's okay with being vulnerable at times. Um, he's okay with sacrificing things in order for the greater good kind of thing. Um, I think those are the biggest things that have changed with Brian is Brian is a lot more, um, compassionate in some areas than maybe he was before. He's a a lot more willing to, like I said, sacrifice things, Mm -hmm. sacrifice his own comfort for the better good, for the greater good. I mean, so I I think that's, that's what's different about Brian is Brian is, 
you know, he's celebrating in the end, in the final episode, he's celebrating this victory and he's not, he's not celebrating the way you might normally see him celebrate. He's mm-hmm. not going to celebrate necessarily by going out and partying or getting laid or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's celebrating this victory that feels different, I think, than other victories for him because it was very much about giving back and doing something for the community and for his family um, as a whole. And so mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's a much more mature person in a lot of respects yeah. um, and a lot more giving person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then this is one where, sorry, this is one where he had nothing to gain from this victory, like nothing as an individual no. to gain, you know, a lot of the other Not things they worked out for the greater good, but also for him. But this one, like, he he lost everything he had he had nothing to gain from this one but to still but so this is kind of a a sweeter victory in some ways because of that it's like none of this was selfishly selfishly motivated um which is why I kind of negate the idea that the personal vendetta is what was driving him yeah yeah I think yeah that's I think that's very true I mean because he you know, he, you know, like the scene, which is also one of my other favorite scenes where he gives Michael his car. Yeah. And then Justin, you know, Brian saying, basically, I've lost, I've lost everything. Well, there mm-hmm. I've lost everything. And Justin saying, no, you haven't because he hasn't. He, and what he hasn't lost is much more important. And I think Brian right. has realized that is mm-hmm. that I think that's the biggest change in Brian mm-hmm. is he's realized that having a partner in your life yeah. and having people and you're having your friends in your life is much more valuable than a car or yeah. than the finest furniture, or the finest TV. I think that's another thing that he's definitely realized in, in that. Yeah. And I think, you know, and he, and he's, like I said, more vulnerable and not just in like losing things or being more political, but even yeah. in the scene right before he gives this car to Michael when he's on the steps with Justin and he's doing that, you know, fake mind control thing yeah. with Justin, which is one of the sexiest scenes for them <laughs> ever. And it just, it just, there's mm-hmm. something about it. That's just really, because there's so much more to that than right. just being sexy and flirting right. with him and trying to seduce him. It's much more about like, you know, it's a, it's another way of Brian showing Justin, that he loves him mm-hmm. without saying the words, I love you. That's the mm-hmm. way I kind of always viewed that scene. And so I, I think that's another thing is you see him being vulnerable in that way too, yeah. of mm-hmm. showing some Yeah. And of course he, you know, laughs it off with the whole mind control thing, but I definitely think that's <laughs> what it is. It's, he's caught in a moment of vulnerability, looking at him like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of seeing him and mm-hmm. how incredible he is and like how yes big he is in his life yeah he's yeah he does seem very Mm -hmm. in awe of him and just like and not just who you are but like what what you've changed in me and in my life like Mm -hmm. I I definitely think that is um um yeah yes and then Michael like okay Michael yeah (laughs) I got one thing left and you need it here take it yeah yep some top-notch Brian Kenny at the end of, at the end of, of season three, you know, uh, yeah. I think I said this quote, this quote on one of our regular episodes, but, um, I heard a guy say one time that success is when the people who know and love you the most are the people who respect you the most. And so I think mm-hmm. you know, Brian's used to being successful, but according to more of a kind of a worldly definition of success, but yeah, this is like, because of what all he's done here and how he's grown here. Um, and the sacrifices and choices that he's made that's garnered a lot of respect from the people who do, who do 
love him and know him. So yeah, mm-hmm. even Definitely. though he, yeah, he ends with nothing, but this is probably the most successful that we that we see him yeah. um, definitely at this point up to this point, if you use that, that guy's quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm glad you brought up that, that, that last scene with him looking at Justin like that, because of course we talked about that, you know, Ken and I will talk about that, but um, I want to, I want to hear what you had to say about that, about that scene. So then we'll end with this question, I guess, until I think of something else, I'm sure. Uh, and this is the question that we did last on our, on our 2.0 episode. And so we'll start with what would season two, Brian, say to season three, Brian? You know, this one was a lot harder for me mm-hmm. than the other <laughs> yeah. ones that we've done. Because I'm like, what would season? I, don't, I know. I just kind of, I, I mean, it was so hard for the only thing. And I don't even know why I said this because I'm looking at it like, what does that even mean? Aaron? But <laughs> I, I was like, be careful who you trust. And I don't even know why I said that. Because <laughs> I was like, I have no flipping clue what season two Brian would say to season three Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this was so hard for me. Because the other times I've done this, it was really easy. This uh-huh. one was really hard and well, I they're I in can't. totally different places <laughs> and so maybe that's hard. why yeah maybe that's why because I don't know what maybe he'd be like who are you no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you gave up everything <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like what the heck dude <laughs> yeah so I don't know I that's really hard for me to, yeah yeah we might have to I don't know. we'll supplement it like <laughs> okay what well, about- might be easier with the other ones but- yeah what would season three, Brian, say to season two? Did you come up with something for that? I did. Uh, I said, basically, um, I said, risk everything for once and actually be the best homosexual you can be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was easier than what season two would I know. say. But season three, Brian, was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, season two, Brian's hard to pin down, I feel like. <laughs> It's very hard to to say what he would say to season three. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no clue. Yeah, I'm even <laughs> trying to think of something right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. I know. <laughs> and I knew since I the last episode. The yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because I knew from the last episode I was going to ask you this, of course. And in all that time, yeah. I'm still not <laughs> come up with my answer yet. I know. I'm working yeah. on it. I figured you were going to ask too. So. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that is uh, a lot of season three, Brian. We might we didn't get to touch on everything, but that's a, that's a lot of it. And um, I really like where we get him to at the end of of this season. There's a whole lot happening with everybody this this season. But um, yeah, I can't even think about like Ted's storyline right now. <laughs> right now uh, yeah. So that's it. Any other final thoughts on? on season three, Brian, Aaron? Um, no, I mean, I, I like season three, Brian, a lot. I'm very excited because season four, Brian is my favorite Brian. So I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. to talk about season four, Brian, Yeah, but I, cause I don't think we would get season four, Brian without season three, Brian. Exactly. So I, I really like the, the tra- trajectory of Brian in this season. Um, I'm like I said, this is probably my least favorite season, but I still love what happens with Brian in the second half of the season a lot. Um, and the growth that he goes through. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad he never slept with Stockwell because I'm so glad they didn't go that route. <laughs> yeah, this was I, a much I'm better so route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so glad that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, nothing else really. I don't think you know, you're kind of... I can't wait to talk about season two. 
I don't hear very many people say that season three is their least favorite season. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. But I don't know how much of it is simply because 308 happens in, in this season. Well, because that's the thing is there's a lot of stuff in season three that I love. I think the reason I don't like season three is not necessarily because of Brian and Justin stuff. Yeah. I think it's other stuff. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Well, I, yeah, well, I'm, I think a lot of people give season three a lot of credit because of the the Brian and Justin stuff. But yeah, if you mm-hmm. if you strip that from it and you have just the other stuff, it's a yeah, <laughs> it's a tough season. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still very very relevant, very engaging, very entertaining. But yeah, it's a it's a rough season if you if you strip away all the Brian yeah. Justin. I mean, lives. I. I still love it. This is still my all-time yeah. favorite show. Yeah, no, so and I, like I, I I'm like not, it. let me clarify because you all, I'm all, you know, don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be a good season if not for Brian and Justin in it. I'm just yeah. They have more of a positive storyline than, yes. than some of the other ones. Yeah. That are, I mean, that's uh, what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the other ones are just kind of harder to, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To think through. But anyway, all right, Erin. Well, thank you so much. And please tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find my podcast. It's a fandom thing on Facebook at it's a fandom at facebook.com. Excuse me. Slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram. It's a fandom thing pod on TikTok. We have a TikTok, (laughs) which I'm trying to learn TikTok. I still feel so old Uh, at it's a fandom thing pod. Uh, you can find me, my personal Twitter, um, at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. I do a lot of geeking out about whatever I am really fangirling about. What I am <laughs> fangirling about now is Finn Whitrock. So if you like Finn Whitrock, <laughs> you can find me because I am I'm like obsessed with him right now. That's that's okay. my big fandom. I'm gonna have to Google him. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'll I'll send you all the stuff. Okay. <laughs> Well, he was, he's in the, he's part of the American Horror Story universe. Okay. See, I haven't watched much of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'd always liked him, but then the latest season, this is going to sound so superficial because he's actually a really good actor, you know, (laughs) but his hair was so amazing. (laughs) I don't know how I expected something deeper than this. I know. That's why I'm like, this is gonna be silly. But it sent me down a rabbit hole, and then uh, the other things made me made me, you know, be like, okay, I'd already liked him, but yeah, it's really it's like okay. Him, so. Stranger things have put me on rabbit hole, down rabbit hole. So yeah, no. <laughs> I know. It's I'm okay. like, this is gonna sound so silly, but it really. I mean, his hair is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go look this up now. It's so well. I'll send you. Yeah, you gotta send it to me. Worry. I have. Yeah. I have literally a folder of TikTok videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I have a whole private DM where we talk uh, seriously. And it, I went to go see he's he does a lot of other indie films that are not dark and stuff. Okay. And I went to go see one of them and tweeted about how much I liked the movie and loved that. And you know, he liked a couple of those tweets. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a total fangirl moment. Anyway, right. So if, if you like Finn Whitrock, come find me. <laughs> That's my thing at the moment. I tend to really geek out about things I love. That's yeah, the same. All sorts of fandom stuff. So. Yeah. Well, and that's why <laughs> I like coming to be on yours because, like, 
I fangirl over a lot of things, like not just queer yes. folk. And so coming to join you gives me an opportunity to kind of explore some of that a little bit more. All right. Well, this has been fun. Again, thank you so much, Erin. Bye, everybody. Bye.